Cubs cave parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in We are live in Club 400. William, I learned never pre-promote a show because I pre-promoted a show for the first time. I'm like, you know what, William? We need to start pre-promoting our shows and telling who our next week's guest is. So I finally decided I'm going to go out and I'm going to pre-promote the show. Me and William were hitting the road. We were looking forward to a great Saturday night, and it got Canceled at the last minute. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we were supposed to be live at a restaurant at Dorothy Farrell's favorite restaurant, and she was a little bit underneath the weather, so we did not get to see Dorothy, and uh, we hope she's going to get b- better quickly, and we'll get her on down the line. But uh, we have an awesome guest tonight, and before I bring him in here, or bring him on here, I should say, you know, I'm still trying to master the social media thing. Um, I'm not too good. I'm, I, I, you know, for all the events I've had, um, Club 400 only has like five, six hundred followers. You know, right? And you know, I, I think we were talking a little bit about it when we were uh, preparing for tonight's show, and we decided you need to continue to take advantage of the famous people you have here. Yeah, you know, like tell Tom Ricketts, follow me, you know, and exactly. actually Mike North. We got to get back with Mike North. He's got 400 North. North has North of 400,000 followers. That's amazing. So I mean, uh, we need to tap into his his market of friends. <laughs> yeah, follow you. So as you guys know, if you've been listening to our past episodes, Club 400 Radio is all about Cub fans. We bring in you, the fan, part of the Cubs community, and we have a great one here tonight who's done some really cool things. Straight from Oklahoma, everybody, I want to introduce a good friend of Club 400, Wes Jamison. Wes, what's up, buddy? What is up, Stu and William? It's good to talk to you, man. Where is Oklahoma, for those people who don't know? We're (laughs) smack dab in the middle of the United States. Nice. You have good weather then, probably. Uh, we have tornadoes. Okay. Um, What's the temperature? We actually have snow. We have snow on the ground right now. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's uh, not very enough, crazy. Not enough to like cancel schools or anything. No schools were canceled now. Okay. You guys have the OKC Thunder, correct? Yeah, OKC Thunder. Yeah. Um, Didn't you guys just get? Uh, did they just get a new we're, player? We're just getting big time. We're getting big time nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been to Oklahoma. It's one of the states I haven't been to before. It's on my bucket list as well. Well, we're going to have to go out there and throw a big party, I think. Dude, we've been waiting for you. Uh, it's it's definitely on the list. and uh, But, yeah, we wanted to bring you on, West. Uh, we wanted to talk about you, first of all, about uh, how the hell do you become a Cubs fan in Oklahoma, especially a great Cubs fan like yourself? Well, I think, it, I mean, Obviously, WGN plays a huge role in it. Uh, my grandparents were huge Cubs fans. Uh, my uncle Scott was a is a huge Cubs fan, and they just kind of bred me into being a Cubs fan. And then having WGN right here in Oklahoma City, just you get home from school, you turn on the Cubs, um, and that's how it just it just happened. I, I loved Ryan Sandberg 
more than anything in this world. Like that's who I wanted to be. And, uh, it's just been, it's turned into a, uh, a monster machine of fandom. Yeah. You know, I, I've wanted to bring this up one time to Tom Ricketts, if the time is right or whatever, but I wonder if he's worked. Cause one of the, we've interviewed maybe 10, 12, 13 people. And WGN is one of the first things that come up. Now, as yeah. as you guys know, there's going to be a new network this year. Uh, the details have not been let out of the bag yet, but you know, <clears> once <throat> they are, it'll be in the Club 400 Facebook page. We'll have it on there right away, like always. But uh, I'm wondering if the Ricketts family, because they they you know I'm 45 years old, and that's the same way I became a Cubs fan as WGN. But I wonder if they're worried about the future. And uh, grabbing fans, and because the the it obviously did WGN did so much for them. They're a super station. Everybody was able to watch them during the day. No one else was playing during the day. But you know, when you talk about the future of the Cubs, I mean, I'm hoping that all of us parents do our job, you know, and uh, raise our kids as Cubs fans. But what people aren't really the kids aren't watching TV anymore. I know my daughter Lauren; she's on YouTube more than anything, you know, but. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting, Wes, because you know, we've had a lot of guests on. WGN comes up, and that, that's not going to be around you. Now you're going to have a pay channel. You're going to have to get somehow. But um, so yeah, you're out in Oklahoma, and uh, you just caught on from WGN. And um, tell us about how how it went from from there. Uh, like into the, you know, just growing up, always watched the Cubs, um, and then. It kind of t- uh, we have a minor league team here. Uh, we used to be called the Oklahoma City Redhawks. We were like the Astros farm team. Well, the Iowa Cubs come here every single year. Come here twice a year, <clears throat> and I never miss an Iowa Cubs game. And then I guess it was probably five, six years ago. We're at the game, and I'm just like, man, there is more Cubs fans here than there is Astros, Redhawks, whatever they were at the time, and. Um, I was sitting there and I was talking to my wife. I was like, dude, it would be crazy if somehow I could meet all of these Cub fans and, like, we could, like, watch Cubs games together and maybe one day watch them win the World Series together. So uh, you I got a, home that night. You had a premonition, like, did <clears throat> And I started the Facebook page. I was like, man, I'll just make this Facebook page. Tomorrow when I go back to the Iowa Cubs game, like, I'll have, like, these little cards made up and I'll just start passing them out to everybody. And that's how it started. Um and then that's crazy because your your Cubs page is called Cub Fans in Oklahoma, correct? Yes, sir. Cubs Fans in Oklahoma. Now, I mean, that's pretty specific, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, it is. It's pretty specific. Um, we do have, you know, like special guests in our club that aren't necessarily Oklahoma. Like um, local celebrities or Chicago Cubs celebrities like Stuart McVicker, um, people like Shit. that. You know, like if somebody dropped in from another country and heard club fans from Oklahoma, Cub fans from Oklahoma, they'd be like, oh, that's a big group. It's got to be like four or five people. But but (laughs) WGN opened the doors, I mean, both to not just Oklahoma, but the whole country. I mean, I'm from originally from Minnesota, and I'm so old. Back in the day, the only channels that were on TV, WGN was one of them, you know, so. Yes. So it was like the Cubs. Occasionally, I'd see the Braves or the hometown Twins. That was it. Yes, it man. It, it, it's surprising to me. I mean, because growing up here, I felt like I was the only kid around going to school wearing Chicago Cubs gear. And now, like with this Facebook group, I mean, we were 
3,600 3,600 right now. Wow. So here, here, here I am, Club 400, right? I have all these Cub players coming to my house with the ultimate Cub, you know, Cub Man Cave, whatever you want to call it. And I have like 500. So there's definitely, I need to get Wes Jamison to come out here and show me how to run my Twitter page, show me how to run my Facebook page. He could be I'm doing something wrong. He I'll could tell be a social media guru. Yeah, I guess. I'll tell you, it's all about networking. It's been, uh, you know, it started with uh, the, the Ivy Envy guys. Um, somehow they caught on to the Cubs fans in Oklahoma. They mentioned it on one of their shows. Well, I guess they had probably 30 people from Oklahoma that listened to their podcast that didn't know about our group. So then they joined our group. Um, and then that bled into the San Ranto and Danny Rocket, uh, adding more members. And then, you know, the Chicago Tribune did a story over uh, Cubs fans in Oklahoma. WGN has done a story over Cubs fans in Oklahoma. Um, it's been mentioned in Vineline Magazine. So it's like every time one of these people will do a story about it, the group would just get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Yeah, and you, you've done a great job, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the Club 400 Radio, besides, obviously, uh, being friends, but uh, you have remarkable success building a Cubs group, and not only that, you guys do, you guys have special events. Tell us about some of the events and about you guys, you, your premonition came true. Didn't you guys party and, and eat Chicago-style pizza for the World Series? Oh man, it was uh, that was insane. Um, so we we do have uh, a couple of Chicago style restaurants, one in Oklahoma City, one in Tulsa. So it kind of fits us both because we have a huge group in Tulsa, a huge amount of people here in Oklahoma City, and it's about an hour apart. So it's you know it's hard if we have a watch party in the middle of a week for the people in Tulsa to come to Oklahoma City or vice versa. But for the World Series, we had um, <clears throat> at the watch party I was at in Oklahoma City, we probably had about five six hundred people crammed into this little chicago style pizza joint how's how is the oklahoma chicago style pizza by the way because as you could tell by my figure i eat a lot of pizza oh man there's nothing better i think that's my favorite memory of cups convention is your room was pretty much a a a giordano's buffet oh it's (laughs) usually is you know and and the the bathtub is usually usually full of a beer especially at the cups convention (laughs) yeah love it love it are you coming up for the Cubs convention this year, by the way? Uh, I am coming up for Cubs convention this year. Talked to Fergie yesterday. And well, let's talk about that real quick. Let's back Let's back up to Fergie here. Uh, you, you just talked to a Hall of Famer on the phone. The other day. Let's go back. To, I, go you back. two are in such a different like planet than I'm in. I'll be sitting with Stu, and he'll be like, oh, hold on. Ben Zobrist on line one. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? What? Yeah, What's going I don't on get here? World Series MVPs. Uh, I just get you know Hall of Famers. famers. Yeah, it's, and one of the gra- fame, and yeah. one of the greatest. And Wes, before you go, I gotta tell a funny. I think Wes, did you even did you did you help me get Fergie out here? I don't remember. Yeah, I helped you with it. Um, and that's probably that story with your brother is probably the greatest Fergie story. Yeah, I want to tell this story real quick because we're not on the radio anymore, and we have as much time as we want. But this is a classic Club Four Hundred story. Okay. Fergie Jenkins was our third. We had Tom Ricketts out here, and then we had our first player, which is another story I'll tell another, Kerry Wood, and then our third, well, our second player, Fergie Jenkins. So we booked Fergie. We flew him out here, and the coolest thing is, you know, he wanted us to pick him up from the airport. Mm. So I'm like, awesome, you know. So 
I went and picked them up, and I'm like, holy cow, you know, I'm picking up a Hall of Famer. This is unbelievable. So we go to lunch. We go to my brother's golf course. I meet my mom there. My brother comes, whatever else. And we just have an awesome lunch. And as you know, Wes, Fergie is one of the greatest guys of all time. Like, probably one of my favorite guests of all time here at Club 400. And uh, so anyways, we, we get him a hotel. I take him back to the hotel. I let him, uh, you know, events not starting for another couple hours. I pick him up. I bring him out here. And we just had one hell of a night from the minute he walked in the door. And it was our first small event because Tom Ricketts was a big one. Uh, Kerry Wood was a big one. This was just a small, small, intimate event. So we're having a great time. Fergie gets there at 6 o'clock. He's only supposed to, you know, he's only contracted to be there till 9. Well, he ends up staying there till past midnight. Wow. And we're partying. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody's drinking. I'm trying to get Fergie drunk, and but that, that didn't work. Fergie didn't get drunk. But he was feeling pretty good. And um, um, so we took him back. My mom was like, we got to get Fergie out of here before it gets messy in here. Because it was about, you know, it's like 1230. It was sure. six and a half hours worth of partying, you know. And uh, so she's like, I'm going to get him out of here. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. So my mom drives Fergie back to the hotel room. And I, say, Fer- I said, before he left, I said, Fergie, I'll pick you up and I'll go out to breakfast. So we had a few stragglers from the night before, which we always seem to have. A couple good friends of mine usually crash down here. And, um, and they all, when they found out I was going to go to breakfast with Fergie, they're like, can we come? I'm like, yeah, yeah, come on, let's go. So we drove over there and uh, picked him up from the hotel, brought him to the restaurant. And the first thing, he really liked Eric a lot. Yeah, and he, him and Eric connected. And uh, he's like, where the heck's Eric at? And I'm like, oh, man, uh, Ferg, he's got, he's got the liquid flu. He's not going to make it today, you know. And he's, like, laughing, you know. And so we go down, we go in this restaurant, and we felt like kings were walking in with Fergie Jenkins. And trust right. me, people knew who he was, yeah. you know. How do you not know who Fergie Jenkins is? Uh, so he kept on asking about Eric. He's like, where does Eric live? And I'm like, oh, he lives about, you know, five minutes from here. He's like, let's bring him pancakes. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, let's bring him pancakes. We got time. What time do I need to be back, be back at the airport? I'm like, oh, we got another hour and a half, two hours. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm ordering him pancakes. We're going to bring it over, okay? Let's drive over there. So I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, I can't believe it. We're actually driving to my brother's house. I got a Hall of Famer in my passenger seat, and he's got pancakes. a styrofoam container of pancakes, you know? So we go to my brother's house. I pop the garage, and we all walk in. Eric's not in his bedroom, of course. He's on his couch in his underwear. And he's like leaned back in his chair. And I'm like, oh, and Fergie's walk, walking in right behind me. So I go up to Eric and I like, tap him on the shoulder. And I'm like, Eric, wake up, man. Wake up. He opens up his eyes. Fergie's like right in front of him and he's got styro- styrofoam pancakes. And Fergie's like, Eric, what the heck? You can't party or what? And, uh, I was like, we, we joke around to this day. There's probably not many people who had a Hall of Famer deliver them pancakes when they're hungover. Just right. unbelievable. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I'll tell you what, and I, Wes, I want you to tell us the whole story. Um, but my mom to this day just loves Fergie. Eric loves Fergie. I love Fergie. I've got the, um, I brought like 30 pictures when I was at the uh, uh, Cubs fantasy camp, and he signed them all. But. Fergie, he holds a special place in the McVickers' hearts, and uh, we do want to get him out here really soon. He's coming out with a book that he's dropping at the Cubs convention. But, Wes, 
back to you and why we have you on. Tell us about you and Fergie, which is a really awesome, cool story that not a lot of people have a story like that, Wes. No, man. It's uh, it's still surreal to think about it. But, uh, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a long story, but like you said, we're not in the studio anymore. So um, pretty much, man, my wife was pregnant with our first kid, um, and we were having a boy. We done decided that we're naming, naming him Jenkins after Fergie. Um, and, man, she's probably – this was in November of 2014. The baby was due in March. So she's, she's pretty good size by this time. And we're walking around the sports museum here in Oklahoma, and the a little old man that works there, he comes up, and we're talking about the baby and the pregnancy. And I was like, yeah, you know, we're having a boy, and we're naming him Jenkins after Fergie Jenkins. And this guy just, I mean, he loses it. He gets excited, and he's like, oh, that's wonderful. Well, he walks away. We continue walking around the museum, and the next thing you know, this little old man's bringing me the, the, the cordless phone. It's like, hey, somebody's on the phone for you. And it's Fergie Jenkins. This guy just happens to be good friends with Fergie Jenkins. <laughs> Um, wow, that's called so being Fergie, the right at the right place at the right time. Oh man, like it couldn't have happened any better. Um, and we're on the phone with Fergie, and he's like, "Well, you know, like I'm gonna be in Oklahoma in January because uh, city of Oklahoma City they they have a major league baseball award for the best left-handed pitcher called the Warren Spawn Award. Well, Fergie presents that award every January here in Oklahoma City." So he's like, hey, I'm going to be in town in January. I want you and your wife to be my guests at these award ceremonies. And I'm like, oh, man, for sure. Like, just let me know. So, so sure enough. So you basically, this guy hands the phone to you and says, hey, this is Fergie Jenkins. I heard your name and your kid after me. And the next thing you know, he's inviting you to the Warren Spawn Awards. To the Warren Spawn Awards, yeah. yeah so um, That's awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, so I'm thinking, okay, like, it probably won't happen. But, hey, if it does, it does. <laughs> Well, I mean, about a week before the awards, I get tickets in the mail um, for this award ceremony. And so uh, by this time, my wife, Amy, she's not feeling too good because she's sick all the time. And so I go to these awards by myself and I walk in and like you're you these tickets just like, hey, you're at table one, table two. And I'm at table one and I sit down at the table and Fergie Jenkins is right beside me. And then right behind me is the recipient of the uh, Warren Spawn Award, Clayton Kershaw. So, like, I'm surrounded by wow. Fergie Jenkins and Clayton Kershaw. And I'm just like, man, this is unreal. <laughs> um, so that's that's the first time I met Fergie. And we said that we talked during the dinner, during the award show. <clears throat> well, the show's ending. And he's like, hey, I'm going back to the hotel, going to the bar, having a couple of drinks if you want to join me. No, in I my mind, nope. In my, yeah, well, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I've got like an eight month pregnant wife at home, or I can go have drinks with a Hall of Famer. She'll never know. <laughs> She'll never know. So I go, so I go to the hotel. The banquet went late. We're having drinks, and I mean, just having a good time. Um, and it starts getting late, and he's like, "Well, hey, like you know, I got to catch a flight in the morning, but give me your cell phone number. I want to keep up with this pregnancy and make sure everything goes smoothly." I'm like, okay, you know, I'll give you my number, Fergie. No big deal. I'll never hear from this guy (laughs) again in my life. I've heard from Fergie every single day until the baby was born. I mean, he called every single day. Hey, is everything good? Like, how much longer do we got? Um, You know, sent us a gift for the baby shower. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Was one of the first people to call to congratulate after Jenkins was born. It's it's just been been unreal. And then – 
that's how that all happened. And then, you know, a couple months after he was born, he's like, hey, me and my daughter, Kim, who lives in Canada, we want to fly into Oklahoma and meet the baby. Uh, so it's a testament is a testament to the man's character. I mean, yeah, it's you it's, could talk about insane. his baseball, how good he was at baseball. But truly, they have that saying, you know, you can be a Hall of Famer on the field, but can you be a Hall of Famer off the field? And he is. And I'll tell you what, don't mistake any of that for anything than just Fergie having a huge, huge heart. Yeah, and oh, probably yeah. totally honored by the fact that you named your your child after him. You know. Yeah, that's. Really I mean, cool. he, that's that was one of the one of the first things he said. He said, "Man, you know, I've heard people name their kids Brian and Wrigley and Clark and Addison." He said, "The closest thing I've ever had is Tom Seaver named his cat after me." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it's it, man. I mean, he he's really humbled by it, and and then you know, I I don't. Fergie doesn't understand how important he is to Cubs fans and like how just how special of a person. And he, he is. needs a statue, right, Wes? Come on, why don't uh, they have a statue for him yet? I, I, I've I've asked Mr. Ricketts personally. When it's got to happen. We need to we need to start get a little notebook and start questions for Tom for when he comes. Yeah, in studio here and is on the show. That'll be one of them. The I statue? mean, I have. Mr. Rick isn't telling me himself, but I've been told that maybe after like after this whole 1060 thing is finished. Right. Well, they're going to have like with, with the new area they got, they got plenty of rooms for some statues, you know. Exactly. So. My thing is you got to look. Fergie Fergie's not a spring chicken anymore. Right. And you want to do it. You want to do it when he's still Exactly. Here you and you know, yeah, yeah. lucid exactly. and But I'll tell you what, it. Fergie is no spring chicken, you're hundred percent West, but the guy is in damn good shape, man. Man, he's he solid around. as a like, rock. It's, it's it amazes me how, how well he gets around and uh, Oh, yeah, he gets around great and he's solid. you know, he's solid for his age. I mean, you know, he's still, you know, got a good base to him, you know. Yes. He's got like a Williams yeah. base to it. No, not really. I won't. <laughs> but it's it's like you said, man. I, I remember when he came, I had he called me, hey, like, this is what time I'm going to be at the airport. Come pick me up. And, like, I'll never forget just, like, picking him up. And, uh, man, just I'm like, dude, the Hall of Famer is in my car right now. Like, a guy that, like, as, I mean, because obviously Fergie was before my time. Um, but, like, you hear everything about Ernie Banks, Fergie Jenkins, Billy Williams. So I'm just like, man, this is a legend sitting in my passenger seat right now. And I'll tell you what, there'll be no pitcher like him ever. Like, I mean, nowadays you see how baseball's changing. And they, oh, the starter got four and a half innings, right. four and a third innings. Oh, what a great job he did today. No, Fergie pitched. Well, how many consecutive? Nine innings or complete games. Complete games. Was it 20 in a row or one year? Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, twenty six wins in a season. I mean, uh, workhorse. Like Those are guys that when they went on the mound, they were playing on and winning on the mound. We'll never you know? see that again. And we're not. No, it's all specialized. And back then, it wasn't about money. And now you got all these special guys being groomed. But yeah, Fergie's just in every way one of a kind. And you guy. know what's amazing? He played in the era where, you know, he made decent money compared to other people, but not not good money like crazy money like they make today and yeah. yet all you see if you follow him on the internet on the facebook all those places is he is constantly signing autographs for people whether at an event or just in public or whatever and every person to a person talks about how great he is yeah like there's oh, never yeah. complaints there's never he doesn't have enough time you know, all that kind of thing. He doesn't seem to be into it for the money. No. He's, he's just for, the, like, the love of the game. 
which is amazing. Not at all. Yeah. Amazing for people who don't have like unlimited like Rizzo money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or McVicker you know, money. <laughs> the first time we went to Wrigley together and we walked out and when we walked out of Wrigley it was right under the marquee. And uh man, just like the amount of people like if it wasn't for us like telling him like, Hey look, Fergie, we gotta get going, like the dude would have stood there and signed autographs until the last person was was gone. I mean, it's insane the heart that this guy has. And, I mean, like I said, we had to force him out. We was like, Fergie, we got to go. All right. He's and that's why if you get on eBay, you can find a Fergie autograph for $2 where, <laughs> right. you know, you might – somebody like Sandy Koufax, who's hard to sign, for like $200 when, I mean, in my opinion, Fergie was a way better pitcher than Koufax. Yeah. And you know what? You're right. His, he, he signs a lot. Of, he does – Guy's just unbelievable. Like I, I can't say enough about him. But it's kind of like when Ernie Banks was alive. Ernie, that's why Ernie Banks's autograph isn't really worth all that much. Because he signed so many. He of them. signed tons. Of, he signed tons of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's just awesome that the Cubs are so lucky, and I think that's part of the Cubs' lore is to have somebody like Ernie Banks was well, the best salesman forever for the game, and Fergie Jenkins is really doing the same thing right now. Yeah, and it's too bad that baseball has turned into. On some levels, it's turned into such a business because that's the way a lot of the players were from that generation. Not only pitching nine innings and 30 complete games and getting close to 30 wins, but um, also spending all that time signing autographs, being nice, genuine. Used to be able to go to spring training as late as uh, the late 80s. Spring training games were like $2, and you could literally walk on the field. Yeah. And now, yeah. And now they're now know. they emulate like regular games. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're getting close. And the well, and one more thing: if you do happen to go to um, any spring training game at the Sloan Park, Fergie Jenkins is usually usually out in the uh, left field, center field area, signing autographs for his foundation, the Fergie Jenkins Foundation. I think you can find that on the internet also. But uh, yeah, well, it's unbelievable that that you had. Uh, you know, you're friends with the Hall of Famer, and you just talked to him the other day. You just said you talked to him yesterday. Yeah, um, he called me yesterday to see how many convention passes I needed. So, Jeez. Um, nice. I, I, had, yeah. I had like two people in the last week ask me for convention passes, and Fergie's calling you, how many <laughs> convention passes you need, Was Yeah, he was just like, hey, man, we're trying to get our number down to uh, see how many we need to order. Uh, how many do you need? I'm just like, thanks, Fergie. Thanks for thinking about it. It's me. nice to be on the short list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is—it's the guy he is, man. It's yeah. unbelievable. Um, and and you know, like I probably—I still talk to him once, twice a week, um, just to check up on him. You know, he—he he just lost his wife, and um, so adjusting to life by himself now. And but he—he's doing great, man. Fergie's—he's he's doing great. Like Stu said, he's got a book coming out that they're going to release a, uh, around the Cubs convention. I think they're actually releasing it at the Cubs convention. Yeah. Um, so things are going good for him. So Wes, you talked about when you were growing up, your favorite player was Sandberg. We know that, uh, your probably favorite old time throwback players, Fergie, based on your stories, who would be your favorite player in today's team? In today's team, man, I, I would have to say Rizzo. Um, I really love Jake. Jake was my man. Um, but now he's no longer there. Well, you look like Chris him for Bryant. crying out loud. If you haven't seen Wes Jameson, he looks like he looks. I got a good picture. Have you, you seen him with? His, have you seen Wes without his clothes on? Uh, me, like we oh, saw, uh, like we uh, saw Jake. Thank God I haven't. 
Yeah, yeah, because I I match nothing like Jake <laughs> when it comes to that. Jake Jake is a a rock. Yeah, he is. Um, more like a boulder. Brick shithouse is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, we can yeah, say but that you too. Know, uh, man, I, I don't. It's so hard, man, because Chris Bryant is uh, Chris Bryant is a an unbelievable person as well. Um, I met him when he was here in Oklahoma City playing for the Iowa Cubs. And, uh, man, I was sitting there, and, like, so I was already in the ballpark. My wife is outside the ballpark uh, waiting to get in, and I have the tickets in my pocket. So I was like, hey, just call me when you get to the gate. I'll bring your ticket up to you. Well, she calls, and right when she calls, I'm standing right with Chris Bryant, and he's signing a baseball for me. And, like, so I answer, and I'm like, hey. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, nothing big, just standing here with Chris Bryant. And he starts laughing, and he's like, oh, who is it? I was like, oh, it's my wife. So he takes the phone and says hi to my wife. Oh, uh, and I uh, forgot. I forgot. I remember you telling me that story. That's funny. Yeah. So then, um, that's classic. And I, I guess it was Labor Day, Labor Day, twenty fifteen. We were uh, we were at Wrigley with Fergie, and so we got in really really early. Like the only people in the ballpark was my family, Fergie, Fergie's daughter, and then a few of the players were out on the field. Well, Chris Bryant was out on the field, and he comes over to us. And I asked him, I'm like, man, I met you in Oklahoma City, I said, and like my phone rung and you grabbed my phone. He was like, yeah, I said hi to your wife. And wow. I was like, holy cow, like this guy remembers this. Yeah. Um, so he's a, he's a pretty good dude too. But man, Rizzo does so much. Uh, he's, Rizzo's our captain. And then he does so much for, for his charity, which is, I mean, it's hard to not like something like that. I agree. I, I would have to say Rizzo is uh, my favorite too, just because yeah. he's a cool guy. I mean, like you said, at the end, we talked about it on other shows, he's the most charitable person. But speaking of that, um, Cubs fans helping Cub fans. Now, that's what I would say about the what Club 400's goal is, is to unite all these groups into one so we could mass fundraise. And uh, But that's what's cool about you guys. You guys have also done some fundraising also for at, at some events that you guys had, correct? We have. Uh, we One of our opening day watch parties, I think we raised, I mean, not like we're not raising Club 400 money, but for Oklahoma, I was pretty proud. We raised $2,000 for the Rizzo Foundation. I mean, that's that's great. That's awesome. you know? Yeah, that's that was great. Um, and then, uh, you know, a story that, Stu, you followed pretty closely. Uh, we had a little kid here, little Cubs fan uh, that had cancer. And, uh, man, we was raising money for him. This is a great then, story, Wes. Yeah, uh, tell us a story. This is a good one. Yeah, he lost his lost his battle, um, but his parents uh, were trying to raise money for a tombstone. So we took that and we raised man, I don't even remember how much it was. But we, we raised quite a bit of money for for uh, the kid's name was Kellum. Uh, raised a lot of money for his family. They was able to get a tombstone, uh, put a Cubs logo and stuff like that on it. So, uh, so and you guys reached out. You guys reached out to Ricketts too, and they sent him. What they, they the Cubs did something too, didn't they? Yeah, uh, I emailed Tom and kind of told him the story. And what was crazy about that? So I tell Tom the story, like, "Hey, we lost this kid to cancer. Uh, we're trying to raise money for his tombstone." Well, Tom sent uh, he sent some autographed baseballs, some you know, some stadium giveaways, right? Uh, stuff like that. But then he also he he asked for the parents' address, and like he mails them. Uh, a personal letter and the the amazing thing about it was like tom researched this kid tom 
I don't know if he Googled it up or what. I mean, it wasn't did, just a generic t- type letter like they send to anybody who lost a child like or anything the like secretary that. secretary wrote or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the, the, the stuff that he put in this letter was stuff that I didn't, information I didn't pass on to him. So it's like stuff that he found out, you know, with doing his own research about the kid that he sent into this letter to their parents. So um, the organization is just unbelievable. And and I, it shows with the fans. I mean, with what Stewart's, do, what Stewart's doing there, what we're doing in Oklahoma, what, you know, what Danny's doing with the John Baker day. I mean, right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. All of us. And we're all, we're all we share the same thing. We're all Cub fans, and we're all passionate because we're Cub fans, right? You know, so and that's that's the goal of it, man. Just to combine, because you look around, there's so many Facebook groups out there, and some of them have you know, ten thousand, fifteen thousand people. Well, it's trying to like to get all these different sects into one and um, unite, and then you know, we, hey, should we need on the world, take on the world, and show. Major League Baseball, and not just that, but, you know, Chicago Cub fans are the best Cub fans because, honestly, I'm not sitting here right now in this man cave on this podcast if I didn't damn believe that. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, but, uh, so tell us what you guys uh, do, group outings. Uh, what's, you got anything coming up soon? So, man, we, uh, coming, the next event that we have coming up, obviously, is opening day. The Cubs open up at the Texas Rangers, which, for me, is a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Nice. Uh, the closest major like league ballpark to you. Oklahoma. <laughs> that's, that's a, a home that's game a, for Wes. So did you just it, say, Wes, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is that the closest major league baseball? Oh, it is? Yeah. Stadium? Okay. Yeah, by far. Yeah, it's okay. a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Oklahoma City. Uh, the next closest is probably St. Louis, which is six hours. Uh, St. Louis or Kansas City, and they're about six to eight hours away. So, yeah, the Rangers – are the closest and I, this is going to be the first time the cubs have been at texas i think in eight years hmm. jesus and you know what so, it's it's gonna be, i've been there before the stadium's great uh backs up right to uh cowboy stadium yeah and then uh they, man they just added a i think it's called texas live so it's almost like what st louis has with their ballpark village um and i guess what the cubs are trying to do with the gallagher gallagher way area yeah. So, uh, so Wes, we're yes, throwing Wes, a party, right? You're throwing a party, and I'm coming, man. I'm ready. We're through. We are throwing a you know me. CFIO I like parties. Club 400, Cubs nice. fans from Dallas, Fort Worth, big party. And uh, we don't know when it's going to be yet because we're waiting for game times, right, Wes? For the first exactly. week. Uh, I mean, we know the dates. We know that the Cubs play on a Thursday, and then they're off on a Friday. So we're definitely going to party on Friday since we have nothing else to do <laughs> except party. So this, um, yeah, this, this Oklahoma, this is Stu from Club 400 in Chicago, freezing my ass off. I'm telling you right now, make plans to go out to uh, and see the Texas Rangers play the Chicago Cubs on opening day 2019, and make sure you're ready to party with us, man, because I'm coming down there, and we're going to rip it up. It's going to be insane. I got my like WWE in there. I was like, you that, did. That was pretty. <laughs> I was, was pretty intense. I was afraid I that he was going to pick the table up and break it over my head or something after that. That was good <laughs> Dude, stuff. I, you know. And we're gonna have Fergie Jenkins is going to be with us. Fergie, uh, for, yeah. For, so for party with um, party with good, three Hall of good Famers. Possibility that Tom Ricketts is going to join us. Yeah. Four Hall of Famers. So we really got to plan this thing because if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. And when, uh, are you, you guys have a bus going down there or, or no? Are you guys working uh, on that? Man, we're in the discussions of maybe doing a bus. The only thing about a bus is, man, I mean, we're three hours away and then we're all staying for the whole series. 
Um, so I just don't know. A lot of people were thinking about, hey, hey, let's take a bus on Thursday morning, go to the game, take the bus back to Oklahoma, and then take our own cars. So I don't – I mean, I think a bus might be out of the question. Uh, I mean, it's so easy for us to, to drive down to Dallas. Right. I mean, I drive to Dallas once a month anyway just to hang out. So if you guys didn't join us last year at the Club 400 tailgate at the spring training – uh, you didn't know we threw a party on. We plan on doing that again with Wes and all the Oklahomians. And I don't know if we'll get William out there, but uh, we're trying to get as many Cub fans as we can to get go out there and enjoy the weekend. Thursday, off day, Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, and then uh, and and also, man, you gotta you gotta include the, the Cubs fans of DFW. They're gonna be there. Uh, it's Dallas of- Fort Worth, in case you're not sure. DFW. <laughs> so no, I, yeah. I, I was actually zoned out there for a second. <laughs> he had a puzzled look in his face. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas Fort, Worth. Fort Worth. Dallas Fort Worth. The other yes. Twin Cities. So I want you to tell everybody that you're not you're uh, not only uh, you know created an awesome Cubs group that's helping out people and but you're all, you also didn't you get uh, create a new product not long ago that you want to share to tell us about you were part of it at least it was your idea yes. it was your idea for crying out loud. I was uh, I was part of the creative team for the uh, Pat Hughes bobblehead. Um, that sold out uh, in one day, right? Uh, yeah, it sold out in about twelve hours wow. uh, for the original one. So now they had to make a you know a secondary version wearing a different color shirt, um, and they've sold double what they sold of the original one. So. Uh, it's man, it's been really successful. We um, posted on Club Four Hundred on both pages, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I bought mine. I bought mine right away because I knew I wanted one, but I'm glad I didn't sit on it. You know, that's what the instructions said: buy it right away, or they'll be gone. Yeah, yeah, and they were gone quicker than I think anybody thought. Um, but yeah, I've been lucky, lucky enough to partner up with uh, the Bobblehead Hall of Fame, and, and they're out of Milwaukee, by the way, right? Out of Milwaukee. Uh, matter of fact, the the actual Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum opens up later this month. So for you guys in Chicago, it's just right up the road to go visit this place. So basically, um, you go to the Miller so, Brewery. Maybe you go to the Bobblehead Factory first, then you go to the Miller Brewery. They got some, they got the Paps Brewery up there. Milwaukee's starting to be a place to and be. The Miller Park. Yeah, Miller Park is great. We had a good time there. It's an unbelievable stadium, and uh, the tailgating is off the hook. And, uh, you know, they got a couple good bars close to there, too. We've had a lot of good times out there, especially you usually get a hotel and stay the weekend. Yes, sir. And then, you know, by the time this thing, uh, by the time people are going to listen to this, we have a new bobblehead. Uh, is this breaking news? For cancer awareness. Breaking news. Um, new bobblehead. This breaking is breaking new news. Bobblehead. Yep. Matter of fact, it breaks tomorrow morning. Darren Ravel from ESPN is going to break the news. But it's a Tyler Trent, the Purdue kid, uh, the 20-year-old kid fighting cancer from Purdue, had the pee shaved into the side of his head. We've got a bobblehead coming out of him tomorrow. And uh, $5 from every bobblehead sale is going to cancer research. $3 is going to the Jimmy V Foundation. And then $2 is going to the Tyler Trent Cancer Research Endowment at Purdue University. That's so, super cool. Uh, That's pretty good. That's breaking news on, on Club 400 Radio right. right there from West Jameson, and Cub fans from Oklahoma. We might have and to Tyler. post this tonight, so we're breaking the news before Darren we, Ravel. Technically, we are <laughs> breaking the news, and Tyler Trent is a huge Cubs fan. So That's awesome. 
That's great. Man, you're doing a lot of different things. You just got a new job, I heard. So that's keeping you on your toes. And Yes, sir. Uh, with Coca-Cola of America. Hey, they better have good benefits. Yeah, they, real good benefits. So we're doing great, man. Life is going great. Um, we're just ready for Cubs fans, help Cubs fans down in the Dallas area. By yeah. the way, Coca-Cola is the official sponsor of Club 400. Until Pepsi calls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will make sure that Pepsi does not get a contract like that. We've blocked Pepsi from the phone. so they're not. That's what I'm talking about. Man, I yeah. love William. Except Co- for the Coke tastes way better with rum anyways, Captain Morgan's. Wes, <laughs> what's, what's your drink of choice if you're going to drink a nice alcoholic beverage, by the way? That is, that is Fergie Jenkins' drink of choice, Captain and Coke. Captain and Coke. Love it. William, if you're going to drink a nice cocktail, I don't even know why I'm talking about this right now, but what's your favorite cocktail? Um, I'm going to go with vodka and 7-Up. Okay. And I'm a big vodka guy myself, so I would go vodka and a sugar-free Red Bull. Nice. Man. Half and half. A little half. We call the Club 400 drinks. With a shot of uh, of of Jaeger on the side. Yeah, exactly. Perfect You can't do Club 400 without Jaeger. Yeah, no, for you sure. <laughs> uh, we go through a lot of it here, and that's probably why Jägermeister gave us a free machine, but that's besides <laughs> no the point. Doubt. But, Wes, yeah, we're looking forward to um, uh, seeing you at the Cubs convention. And then, uh, by the way, we'll talk about it, but the, um, for all, all of you that don't know about it, Danny Rocket and Ivy Envy are what they, they throw a party the Saturday night of the uh, convention called the Unconventional Conventional, I believe. Is that right? And right. um, it's uh, over there at the Ginger Man Tap, which is now G-Man Tap, and uh, right by uh, the Metro out there. God, that's the place with the Malort. If you're at the Cubs convention and you don't like bingo, this is the place to be, all right? This is the party to go to. It'll be for charity. They always do something for charity. I'm going to see if I can get a few of the uh, players over there, and Danny's going to play, like always, and it's going to be a great night, so... Put that on your schedule, Club 400 members, Saturday night of the Cubs convention. I know Wes will probably be there. And, um, yeah, Wes, well, thanks for coming out with us, man. You should be really proud of what you've done with your group. And I'm looking forward to coming out and seeing you in uh, March and starting the season off with a W. Yes, sir. And, hey, maybe Bryce Harper plays for us then. Crossing our fingers over here. Interesting. I went on a rant the other day. And it was basically, you know, oh, the Cubs don't have any money. The Cubs don't have any money. Cubs have money. Cubs have money. <laughs> they're printing money over. That's why they got. There's a printing machine where they're just printing it. You know what? The Cubs have money, but they're not sitting on it like other owners and ownerships and organizations. They're spending it. They're spending it. No, they're in the top five, six last and year. And we're, we're we're wearing World Series ring because of it. Right. So, so you exactly. know, Theo is the master poker player. You know, they're going to, you know, who knows? They're throwing out all kinds of stuff to the press and the media. The Cubs are going to do something big. I don't know what it's going to be, but they're not going to go into next season late, you know, with the, pretty much the same team they lost with last year. But, uh, but yeah, it'll all start out in uh, uh, spring training, Wes, and maybe we'll get you out there one of these days, and the season will begin with you guys for our big party out there in Arlington, Texas. Yes, sir. I'm ready for it. Okay, everybody, thanks for Wes for coming on. And Club 400 Radio, another classic Cub fan today, William. And a guy who's really done well. I mean, he's hanging out with Fergie Jenkins, and he's, you know, 
Cub fan from Oklahoma. And he's uh, raising money for charity. He's doing he's what we're all about here at Club 400. Right. And it's such a pleasure to have him as a buddy. Yeah, thank you, Wes. Thank you, William. All right. Much more than this, I did my 